Hi everyone, welcome back to 442. And today, Liam? Guess what, John? We've got another belter. We've got Big Bad Mixu Patalainen, formerly of Dundee United, Aberdeen, Bolton Wanderers, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Hibernian, Strasbourg, St. Johnson, St. Mary, Cowden Beef, 70 caps for Finland. He's managed Conan Beef, Hibernian, Kilmarnock, Finland national team, Dundee United, Uborn in Thailand, Latvia and Hong Kong. That is a career, isn't it? Long list. Uh, Have I missed anything out of Only five. <laughs> <laughs> Just the five, Mixer. Getting better then. Let me take you back then. Right at the start, 1987, they moved to Dundee United. £100,000. How did it come about? It was um, due to my father's business contacts. Um, my father had some business um, meetings here in Scotland, in Dundee. And um, and then um, the counterpart, the Scottish counterpart, was a, was a Dundee United director at the time. So um, so then uh, they started, surprise, surprise, they started talking about football after business uh, talks. And uh, and uh, the, the Dundee United director, I can't remember his name now, I'm sorry, but... Uh, he, he said that, uh, well, my father had mentioned that I played for the Finnish Olympic team at the time. Um, and uh, so, why does your, your son not come here and train with the team for a month and see what the professional football is like? Because those days in Finland, it was all amateur stuff. Right. And there was no professional football. So, so I came, came here and, um, and um, brilliant. I had a stucky on my hand. I had broken one of the matches in Finland. I had broken my, uh, one of my bones in my, in my wrist. So I had a stucky, and you, you remember my playing style. You know, it wasn't wasn't pretty. So I used that in good effect. <laughs> I used that in good effect, and Jim McLean must have liked that uh, because um, after one week he offered me a contract, and uh, and then I stayed uh, nearly five years at Dundee United. So the five years at Dundee United, when you first come in, you speak good English. My English was okay, um, and I was able to speak and understood and all that. I'd been the the USA exchange student program and and language courses when I was thirteen in Turkey in, in, down down south in England, and uh, but and so it was okay. But uh, but coming to Scotland was a was a shock to the system. Um, I remember going to the to the to the decks after training, and the boys started talking. You know, the, especially the class regions, everything. You know, I didn't understand the word. And then, um, thankfully, he was French, coming from the north, north of Scotland, from the Highlands, and he spoke clear English. I was like, "No, nah, I understand you." So, uh, thankfully, he was my roommate. So, uh, so that, and uh, and a funny story was that very, very early, my days at Dundee United, we played uh, Dundee Derby at Dens Park, and uh, and uh, we lost the game. So Jim McLean went wild, you know, as he did, you know, every time we won, and most of the times we won as well. And lost, so so uh, he he went one by one the players as usual. Yeah, 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 bastard. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know, um, and then uh, then he comes to me. I understood three words. He was shouting like mad. My honeymoon honeymoon was over, obviously. He was shouting like mad. The phone was coming. You know, the mouth of me was like leaving. I understood th- understood three words. Finish uh, fucking finish bastard. <laughs> three words I understood. Everything else went like that. Everything else went like that. And I was like that. Every time, every time he, he, he had a little pause, I looked at him in the eyes, as, as you do, as a good, 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 good player. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. 
And uh, every time I said yes, boss, he shouted even louder. He got more angry. I said, how did I get out of this? I'm, I'm agreeing with him. I'm respecting him and all that. And every time he goes more mental. So um, so then um, then eventually he, he must have gone like, you useless bugger. And went to the next player. And I was like, no, that player. <laughs> then in the showers, the boys came to me like, Miksu, did you understand a word what the manager was telling you? I said, no, only those three words. Fucking finished bastard. So, um, so uh, he said, you were so fucking bad today. Did you go to the boozer last night? Yes, boss. Yes, boss. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he must have thought I was sarcastic, but I didn't understand the word. Hey, boozer was not taught at school in Finland. So <laughs> it was uh, It was funny. Did you go back and tell him I wasn't in the boozer or did you just let it no, go? No, I just let it go. Just let it go. Because, because come the next, next match, you know, you, you got the same battle out again, so. Proper hairdryer treatment. Absolutely. Those were the proper old school management yeah. style. Oh. Um, and if you played well, um, he would skip you. He wouldn't say a word. Well done you or something like that. No, he would just skip you. He would just go to the next player. You know, you know. And, uh, and you know, oh, I must have done okay then. <laughs> so if he didn't bollock you, you played well. Yes. Simple as that. No uh, praise. Uh, that was the praise. No words. Just take you back. So you were playing part-time back home yeah. and your club received a hundred thousand pound for you yeah well i was um i was still at school and uh, I, ju- I had just finished my national service uh, in finland army and uh, and uh, two weeks after that i went to dundee united so i was i was used to shouting you know, at, at me so um yeah it was um and and people in finland actually um they thought that i had backed in football and went to dundee to study at the university, because at the same time as going to Dundee United, I went to Dundee University to study. So people thought that, oh, he's, he's back to end and he doesn't play football anymore, and uh, and he's studying there. I was a full-time professional footballer here, and um, and, and then I started uh, luckily scoring goals, and uh, and the word started to go back to Finland that he's playing there, and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and then the national team head coach came to watch the games, and, and um, I was selected, and... Uh, that. So that hundred thousand pound would have done brilliant for your old club, wouldn't it? Yes, yes. Absolutely. Those days, those days, it was um, significant for a Finnish club, yeah, uh, especially. But uh, no, it was it was good. It was my hometown club, and uh, I had been all the youth ranks with them and all that. So so good for them. How did you find the dressing room straight away? I mean, obviously you said there, Glaswegians like a machine gun and dead yeah. quick and everything else. The banter in the dressing rooms was it brilliant. an eye opener. Brilliant. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Straight away. I've always been, I've always loved the Scottish humour. I've always liked that, taking a little bit of Mickey out of, the, you know, each other and all that, and that banter. Always loved it. From the first day, loved it. I remember coming the first day to Dundee United, dressing room, I had a suit on and a pink tie. Pink tie. And, and uh, I've heard, I heard afterwards, you know, like half a year later, I heard so much steak. It was unbelievable. Once I started Anderson Scottish, so, um, but it was it was great. the The first word I I um, I was corrected with my pronunciations. Guess what it was? It was fucking. Surprise, surprise! Coming to Scotland, um, I said fucking, and and I, I remember I remember guys said mixo mixo. It's fucking, you know. You don't say the G in the end, and that was the, that was the, that was a language course, um, and then we had um, Eamon Bannon. 
uh, in the team who was a who was a teacher by profession. So he kept me right every time I made a grammar mistake or whatever, you know, mixed up. No, 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 that like that. Say, say, you know, it was great, fantastic, great years. Some good players you played with: Darren yeah. Jackson, Kevin Gallagher, Martin O'Neill, Billy McKinley, Alan Irvine. Yeah, Charlie Adam came through, but. Morris Malpass. Yes. Was he like a senior player? Though? Our captain, yes. Wonderful fullback. Brilliant. Really, really good. And a good captain. You know, real example and uh, and all that. But we had a we had a we had a great team. Obviously, that was that that was the team that I joined in August, but uh, previous May they had been in the UEFA Cup final. So that that's it. Tells a story yeah. how good team it was. You know, the Scottish guys, the Paul Hecatis and David Neeries and 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 the rest. Um. So uh, Paul Starrocks. Um, it was a, it was a great team. It was fantastic, and uh, all every position was a was a international player. You know, it was a, it was really really good. How were the Dundee derby for you? Leading great to it. Good memories. Good memories. Um, exciting. Um, fantastic. Obviously, um, smaller grounds, but as passionate. You know, uh, brilliant. Um, I was lucky to score a few goals. Against uh, against Dundee and uh, and that and uh, but um, you know always special derbies are always special. It's special though, just with the grounds where they are next to each other, aren't they? Just... Unbelievable. We used to go for the Premier's meal to Tannadays and walk to Dens Dens Park, you know from. <laughs> from and that'll take you one meal. minute. Probably, that, that took, it? Yeah, that took about one minute, two minutes. So um, you know it's it's quite bizarre how big rivalry there is and how close they are, you know, in the same street, same road. <clears throat> 1989, finished fourth, but also club's leading goal scorer, starting to uh, settle in life brilliantly there now, aren't you? Anybody looking for you? Because you're scoring goals now, making a name for yourself. Um, I don't know. Those days, we had no agents. Those days, um, we had no freedom of contract. It was totally different ballgame those days. So, um, so you didn't know. Obviously, all the contacts would, um, if somebody acquired you or whatever... Um, they would go straight to the manager. Yeah. And the manager would say nothing. So it's old school, this, isn't it? Yes, the manager, those days. The manager didn't want to upset the apple guard. They yes. didn't want to I get, you know, plant yeah. the seed. And those days. Um, and it was, um, you didn't know. Yeah. Because there was no agents. Um, nothing. Like saying, we had David Leon and Brian Clough and Nottingham Forest bid for him three times. Yeah. And his manager just kept quiet. Yes. And, and didn't tell him for 32 years later. Unbelievable, <laughs> didn't it? Uh, well, that 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 was the that was the norm. That's what happened. Um, it was so so different those days. But um, there would have been interest. But like you said, he wanted to keep you, so he's not going to plant the seed with you. Keeps it himself. Yeah, yeah. I I was quite um, active, uh, trying to further my career as well, and um, and then uh, coming to was the end of my contract. Um, I did myself. Make a few phone calls. Um, was that something you do back in the day? Then with no agents, you'd have to like I don't help know. yourself. I don't know. I just thought that um, I'll do it myself. You <laughs> know, market myself. But um, he went obviously. Then uh, I remember I phoned uh, uh, Terry Butcher, who was a commentary manager at the time, and I phoned him because I had played against him when he was at Rangers, and um, and all that, and saying that um, well, coming in towards the end of my contract, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, obviously Terry Butcher then contacted Jim McLean 
And then, <laughs> then oh, I they did were hear, mates then. I did. Well, he must have he, he must have called Tim McLean saying that uh, this your player, Mikso Patelan, he's is uh, he phoned me and uh, said that uh, he would be interested in joining you. So so um, Tim McLean, I, I did the hear about yeah. I did hear about it in the office now and um, you go nowhere. You know you you're falling about and you know blah blah blah. You're trying to get away from me. You're going nowhere. I'm telling you. And it was, um, that, but that those were the days. Terry Butcher, ex England, obviously, yes, captain as well. Yeah. I mean, at Coventry at that time, with a championship that time, Coventry. I can't remember. Can't remember. Yeah, but uh, obviously, I had a lot of respect to was Terry Butcher being a, being a fantastic. And you played against him, so he's going to know your player. name. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we had great tussles. Um, and um, and and all that aerial battles and all that and I used to love them, you know. It was like a no, oh, you that was your game, wasn't it? But um, yeah, I loved it. But uh, no, it was uh, it was just to just to further my career and and mm-hmm. and coming down to England and try English football. Uh, but then then the Aberdeen came in, Willie Miller, uh, for me, and not too long after that, uh, Willie Miller um, had become um, uh, Aberdeen manager and uh, and uh, he. He uh, made some inquiries and the uh, clubs uh, had a, agreed a fee and uh, I joined Aberdeen. Did you feel at that time Aberdeen were a bigger club? Not necessarily bigger club. Um, I knew the history, mm-hmm. obviously, Cup, Winners' Cup and, and all that, um, Alex Ferguson years, um, and uh, which were not too, too far uh, from those days. And uh, and uh, it, was, it was great. I thought it was, uh, it was good to, to join another club. I had been nearly five years at Dundee United. Make no mistake, I loved it. Yeah. I enjoyed Dundee United. You know, we were in Europe every year, basically, cup finals, stuff like that. Um, so so it, it was good. Uh, good spell for me. And so lucky to start my career abroad with a, with a club like that, with the players like that, with a genius manager like that. I know I'm, I'm telling stories about Jim McLean, about his uh, man management, stuff like that. But he was a genius on the training ground. He was absolute genius. He took you by the hand and timings and all that and the drills and all that and uh, um, tremendous. So learned so much footballing was from him. See, before we go into Aberdeen, if I just quickly take you back, a young Duncan Ferguson. Yes. Oh. Madman. Madman. He broke to the first team from the youth team at Tanadis and, uh, and uh, he was uh, confident, confident as any. And they uh, used to come and come, come, come to the first team dressing room. Normally, young boys come, you know, you know, they they walk by the walls and all that. He, he just, you know, I own this place and and uh, fantastic. Uh, and on on the pitch, then he broke into the playing side as well, and uh, he started producing straight away. Put himself about. I played a couple of times up front, uh, four four two with him, to um, to <laughs> to to. Um, uh, players who like the battle and like Bruce brothers, yeah, uh, and like to to um, tussles with the centre halves if you like, and uh, no, it was uh, it was enjoyable. But it, everybody knew that he was a player. Duncan was a player with his technical ability, fantastic, um, with his uh, with his finishing skills, with his arrogance, with his confidence, um, and it was it was no no surprise to anybody that. Uh, he went on to have a fantastic career. Do you, do you know, though, I don't think he's ever really got the recognition of how good a player he was. Yeah. 
because everybody seems to concentrate on the physical side of his game. Technically, he was different class. Brilliant. His his technical ability was excellent when he played. Um, I know a few Everton supporters, and they always say that Big Duncan, what a player for us he was. Unbelievable. So it makes £400,000, big price tag. Did you feel the weight of that price tag when you moved to Aberdeen? No. No. Uh, I just, uh, as always, um, looking forward to it and trying to make most of it. Um, I remember when I when I joined Aberdeen, um, um, one of the early matches, I, I, I had a problem with my foot. It was killing me. I could barely run. Um, I couldn't... Um, I couldn't um, um, train every day in the gym, um, resting it and all that, and then in, in order to be ready for Saturday. And then um, then after the season, um, uh, went to, to investigate what was wrong with it. I had uh, broken the, the fifth metatarsal. One of the balls was broken. And I used to, I, it was killing me, so sore. But you join a new club and you're eager to do well and you're eager to blah, blah, blah. And I I just went through the pain barrier and, and all that. So you played all season with a broken foot? No, it, it wasn't all season. I, I joined Aberdeen about March time, so the end of the season, uh, if, if you like. And then um, then um, it was um, um, healed during the summer months and then um, ready for the pre-season. And uh, then we had a fantastic season. Uh, we really did. We we played fantastic at attacking football. Um, big Duncan Shearer uh, joined the club. Uh, what a goal scorer! What a teammate! Great guy. Um, and we had the young young players Ian Chessies and Scott Booths and and uh, then we had the experience uh, um, as well in the team. Um, and and uh, it was a it was a right balance of uh, youth and exper experienced players. Um, but the way we played was so attacking. Uh, Paul Mason, right winger, uh, was fantastic supplying crosses. I played most of the time uh, left white left for Aberdeen, and uh, I remember I remember Stuart McKimmy right back getting the ball from Thiers Nelders, the our goalkeeper, and he got the ball. William Miller used to say, "Hit mixer." <laughs> so I, he hit this diagonal ball. I came inside, headed it, and the boys were running, and um, and 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 Paul Mason, his trickery and good crossing ability. You know, supplied a few goals for me for the back post, and it was so enjoyable. It was fantastic. Good really. dressing room as well, then. Nice dressing room, very good. But obviously, we were winning. We were in um, in, in the two cup finals. Unluckily, we we lost both of them, but league cup final and uh, and the Scottish cup final. Rangers won both of them. We were second in the league. Uh, Rangers won the league. Rangers won the treble that year. So, um, but it was it was it was a great season. It was enjoyable. And and dressing room is always bouncing, you know, when you're when you're winning. You finished second, didn't you? Yeah. Only by three points to Rangers, so it was a good season, wasn't it? It was a it was a great season. What it was, was it like season. your first experience then playing the old firm Rangers in Celtic at their place? Yeah, obviously with Dundee United, I had that experience already uh, under my belt. But uh, but yeah, great, go there and 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 beat them. Go there and challenge them. You know, and no respect, and you know, put yourself about, and take the upper hand. That's the spirit, of course it is, and uh, and uh, difficult places, and don't, don't get me wrong, but uh, no, we we did uh, manage to get a few victories there as well, and uh, great. You seen the character who'd like the challenge going in the Dragons 
den and just being I think that's you all over, isn't it? Yeah, that that was me and that's me. Intimidated, is it? And that's me still. That's me still. It's it's you know, it's, it never leaves you. Um you you want to challenge, you want to you want to go and uh, and uh, improve things, you want to do well and uh, and um, and I think that's the that's the way forward. Listen, we know how competitive he is. <laughs> He's as competitive at golf as he was at football. Well, we'll we've not played the golf yet. We've had to come in, which is uh, brilliant for me and Mixu. Well, probably just me, actually. But we're going back out on the golf course. We're going to see, because I know these footballers are competitive and they want to win. So, McGinn plays his best golf in rain. Is that what you're saying? He's He's on fire at the moment. He's on fire. <laughs> not on fire, Mixer. It's Johnny Cash. Honestly, he's on fire. Please believe me. So, after the fantastic time at Aberdeen, obviously the move to Bolton comes around. How did it actually come about? Who made contact there? <clears throat> it came about... This is what I've heard. Um, obviously, didn't know, but... Uh, uh, Bruce Rioch and Colin Todd, who, who was the manager and assistant at Bolton at the time, came... To watch our game to to scout another player, uh, not me. So um, then, uh, then after the game, they thought that uh, mm, there might be something that uh, you know would be useful uh, for them, and uh, and that's when it came about. Uh, so very very lucky. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live, from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, you know, in that respect. So, um, so that's how we go about it. And then, then, then obviously, um, the the club and the and the agent got involved, and uh, and then um, came down to Bolton for talks, and uh, and then um, then joined the club. Fantastic! I was I was so um, so delighted that uh, had a chance to to come to England and try play over there, and uh, and what a wonderful traditional club, Bolton. Bolton Wanderers, brilliant. So, uh, really looking forward to it, and uh, it was a it was a dream move. Well, you said there, you mentioned back with Aberdeen that you played wide left. That was a tactic Bruce Reid used on the odd occasion as well. That's right, and it worked really well. Yeah, it did. It did, and uh, and uh, I I did play differently at Bolton that wide wide left position. Mm-hmm. 
than Aberdeen. Aberdeen, I used to shout to the left back, men coming, <laughs> when the full back went forward, men coming, Bolton, I had to track back. You know, it was a, it was a totally different ball game, but, uh, but uh, it was, uh, nevertheless, yes, every time every, I played up front and, and wide left, um, Bolton. Obviously, the, the injury, I was disappointed with the injury mm-hmm. I had, Bolton, um, the, the second year. Uh, the second year when we were in the Premier League. Um, it was a hernia, but they, it couldn't, couldn't be found. I, I visited so many doctors and so many scans and blah, 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 and couldn't find anything wrong. And then, luckily, thankfully, uh, Dr. Gilmore found it um, and then uh, operated me. And five weeks after that, I was fit. But uh, that took a big chunk. Um, so it took a long time to find the injury. Find the actual injury, yes. It was, it was, it was so nerve-wracking and, uh, and disappointing. But uh, yeah, injuries are part and parcel of, uh, of the game and uh, these things happen. Let me bring you back to your debut because I was there, Blundell Park, Groomsby Town. Yeah. Probably about 95 degrees. It was. I know, I remember. Two goals. Yeah. Was it a 3 3 draw? Three I think threes. it was. Yeah. One from you and two from Mixu. Yeah. Yeah. Not, um, not the greatest of finishes, the two goals, but um, they ended up in a net. Um, assist or not from the, the goalkeeper, but I take it. Creedy striker. But. Um, no, I was um, delighted. Obviously, um, cream debut, scoring two goals, and uh, and um, first of all, you know, playing, uh, you know, getting uh, starting eleven players in the team, and uh, and then uh, getting a couple of goals was, was fantastic, and, and really, really settled me. Instant hint with the fans, thank you straight away. I'm, I'm just going to touch on that Grimsby then. So you got you to up front, but they had uh, Clive Mendonca. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, he's got a hat trick. Yeah, he's a good. He was a good player in that Fantastic game. Fantastic finish. He's got a hat trick in that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah some talent good on that pitch well, there, wasn't there? Good Absolutely. But from Mexico's point of view, I mean, it did. It got you off to the yeah. unbelievable start with our fans, and I mean, to this day, they adore you. They loved you. Every minute you were there, they loved you. I mean, it was like nice to hear. You know that. I mean, they were absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And, and yeah, the backing you had there was deserved. From your point, it was deserved. yeah. It was a it, it was special time for me. Mm. Um, it was it was a great club, great support, fantastic, um, great team. We were successful. Uh, yeah, we were yo-yo team, but uh, we were successful. We had a fantastic dressing room. Um, but um, football club is nothing without fans. No, and um, you know, Bolton Wanderers supporters, you know, like, tremendous. I I have so fond memories from that era, that time, and um, and. Uh, it was a special time. What's your highlight? Your memories? Player final. Has to be. Player final was a what a roller coaster game that was. That was unbelievable. It was more than more than ninety five degrees that day. It was a that hot May hot May bank holiday Monday, and um, and being two nil down um, after twenty minutes twenty five minutes, and then um, Brani saved the penalty. Um, I remember half time, you know, Branny's save is the sign, we're coming good. Branny's save is the sign, we're coming good. And uh, just kept going. And then, then Owen, Owen Coyle got one back. Then the Freitas got an equalizer an extra time. And then I, I got one. And uh, and then the Freitas again. And then, and then, Reading bombarded our box. Um, they bombarded the last five, ten minutes. It was unbelievable. It was just one end all the time. And we survived, uh, thanks to our, our defenders and, and obviously goalkeeper Brani. 
But um, what a feeling. And I don't know, John, if you remember, um, after after dressing room, after the game, and we went to the bus, and uh, our normal seats, you know, we had our card school and all that, and uh, we were sitting there, and we were just looking at each other and say, Premier League next season. In disbelief, really. We were like that. Premier League next season, brilliant. We started talking about the stadiums we're gonna we're gonna play in and all that, and it was like wow. We were like little boys, weren't we? I know, I know. You know what I mean? Thinking we're gonna play here, we're gonna play there. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. It was it was magical. I've I've often you know that moment. I've often thought about that how brilliant moment that was, and uh, I was I was sorry I was um, gutted, gutted um, in one sense. I, I had a match with Finland on Wednesday against Denmark. It was a friendly match, but the coach, the Finland coach, wanted me there. So I missed the next day parade, you know, and uh, and, and lifting the trophy, um, City Square and all that. And uh, and I was, I, I so wanted to be there, but uh, I had to fly to Finland and, and uh, take part in the... But uh, I bet the coach's journey home would be brilliant, wouldn't it? We actually went back to Burnham Beaches where we That's were staying right. in the hotel right. and, you know, from my point of view, I, I look back and I, and I remember like some that loft house being there and, and <clears> tears <throat> in his eyes and yes. passing the trophy around with full of champagne and having a drink. and Brilliant. It was just phenomenal, wasn't it? Oh, it was a magical night. Great. The feeling. Uh, long season. Mm. It is a long season. You know, the... the it was, though, with the, the season. Runs, wasn't and it? then the playoffs and... In the final, the way the final went. I mean, it was brutal from the point of view how how long it was, but take you back again, Liverpool in yeah. the Coca-Cola Cup final. Yes. Do you think that prepared us Helped better? Us. Helped us 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I, I remember Bruce Riuk saying after the League Cup final against Liverpool, uh, he said that uh, next time we win, blue, we win. I remember that, he said. And uh, and uh, so true, brilliant. What what do you remember of the Liverpool game? We didn't play to our best. We didn't play to our best. Um, obviously, Steve McManaman two goals. What a fantastic you know his trickery and finishing skill, fantastic, brilliant. But um, didn't play the way we could have played. Um, um, it was it was I think. Hindsight, it was a little bit that uh, if only we had Wembley experience before that game, we would have been more settled and play a normal game and be uh, be better. Uh, I was disappointed after that, taking nothing away from Liverpool. You know they they had a fantastic team and they 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 they, they beat us, but uh, but um, our performance wasn't uh, what we were capable of. I would say on that day. Although our performance wasn't what we were expecting, I yeah. mean, our expectations were sure. high, and so obviously sure. with the boss, the bar was high. But on that day, I felt the difference was McManaman. Yeah, sure. Because take him out of their team, there wasn't anything really between the teams. Yeah. Tom had a fantastic day that day. Yeah, I know. What a goal he scored. Grego. Grego. Fantastic strike. Going to bring you back the semi final against Swindon Town. This is my best memory of you. Worst pitch in the league at that stage. Would you agree before we go any further? Hundred percent. Didn't start, so you might have angry, disappointed, disappointed. Come on, happens. Come on, 
We needed a goal. Badly needed a goal. Yeah. I think Fjortov scored for them, didn't he? Fjortov scored uh, the second half of a corner. And if I describe this, you and Richard Snakes come on at the same time, mm -hmm. changed the game. Lifted it, the crowd. It, without doubt. Lifted the crowd. We were in a bit of a lull at that point. Game had gone flat. You came on. It wasn't quite, I don't think, the first touch of the, of the ball, but it was very mm -hmm. close to being the first yes. touch of the ball. You've hit that sweet as a nut. I know. 25, 30 yards. There's a little bit behind that. Um, people don't know. Um, I was never a great striker of the ball. My goals were a lot of headers, inside the box, finishes, and stuff like that. Never long range pew, shots like that. And during that season, on our days off, I used to go in that wee gym, wooden floor gym, behind the, the, the stand. Right, I know what you mean. Yes. I, exactly know what you mean. I used to Still go there. Still there to this day. Is it? I, I used to go there. I used to go there and hit it against the wall, both feet, and hit it and get the feel when I really ping it. And because uh, I wanted to develop and, and improve on that aspect. And, uh, and I was always, you know, feeling it a bit like golf. You know, you feel it when you, when you nail it. The same. And then um, when that ball landed in that mud over there, <laughs> burning back during the game, and I hit it. The same feeling came to my mind. And that gem came to my mind. And as soon as it left my foot, I knew it. It was sweet as a nut. Boom. And it, it went there. Sorry. And then, um, um, oh, it was a great feeling. And then seeing the ball going in the net, I was like, wow. Rocketed in. Brilliant. Top corner complete, wasn't it? But to pick it as clean off that mud. <laughs> that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, I played my best games in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> what a goal. Yeah, I was... Beautiful. And then uh, then after that, we ran the show. We were all over them. Absolutely. Then uh, Game turned on its head. Yes. And that was it then. Yes. It was meant to be. Yeah. It was It was a great place to play football under the lights, wasn't it? Burnham Park. It was. Great atmosphere. Yeah. It wasn't the prettiest. And the supermarket one <laughs> end and, and all that. And, you know, the, the modern day stadiums. But it was, a, it was a fan that it was our home. You know, the dressing room where not... Not luxurious, and uh, you know we, you know, blah blah blah. But it was our home. It was a, it was a difficult place to come. You know, all the visiting teams. I don't think they say that. Oh, it's an easy, easy place to go to, thanks to the fans. I remember that that uh, opposite to the main stand. That you know that the sea of people there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Brilliant. Fantastic. I really enjoyed, you know, playing there. Who were the characters in the team? No, McGinn, hundred percent. Um, Tomo, Jason McAteer, uh, Didzi. Um, so many. Coily. Coily, Coily, absolutely. You know, um, hundred percent. There's so many, so many, and strong characters. Um, you know, even even uh, Patterson. Yeah. You know, always talking, always his opinion, always you know like <laughs> that, and uh, you know the, the usual. Um, and and so it was good to go work every day training with them. And it was a it was a fantastic mix, you know, with the chatterboxes and with the weird foreigners and and uh, and and stuff <laughs> and stuff like that. No, no, I mean it. And uh, but we were all together, 
And I remember, remember the, 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 at the training ground, Bruce Riok um, um, forced everybody to come day off on Sunday to the open day, to the training ground. And he said, bring your missus, bring your children, bring your grandmother if you want, bring your auntie if you want, an uncle if you want. Everybody's welcomed. I remember first, first family day, like that. Everybody, you know, looks and you know, looking like that. The wives are looking, oh, good, she has it, it's okay, oh, nice, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then nobody really talking. Second one, more talking, more talking. The third one, even more talking. Then, then when we were playing, the wives organized, started to organize, uh, where do we go, which restaurant do we go for a meal after, the, after you know, we organize babysitters and that. It was so close punch. It was fantastic and so enjoyable. Do you know it's still running to this day now? And it was Bruce really? who started it. Brilliant. We just, we just had it on Monday. Brilliant. I like that. I like that a lot. Creating a culture within the club. And involve wives. Exactly. Families. Because Families. if you're not happy as a player, yeah. the wife has to be happy or else you're not going to be happy. Yeah. But it's a family. Yeah. yeah. It certainly boosted our team spirit. Mm. That's for sure. But that bus was brilliant, wasn't it? Oh. What a crap you used to have on the bus, especially yeah. get a result and everything else. But it was yeah. good, good. Playing hearts, you know, the, the bad school. Card school, hearts, and, yeah. You know. And you were involved. I was, I was. You had to spend your time, have you got an invite? Ab absolutely, <laughs> you have to. You have to wait for opportunity. Moved on again, a short spell at Wolverhampton Wanderers and then to Hibernian where I think you had a great great playing career there, didn't you? Yeah, I, I didn't have a um, uh, great time at Wolves. Um, I didn't play regularly. Mark McGee, um, he changed the team quite a lot, and um, and I, I was quite a lot out and used as a sub. And it was difficult, difficult uh, uh, period. And then then eventually you you start uh, you know wanting to wanting to go elsewhere. And then the the hips came in. Alec McClish was the was the hips uh, manager, and uh, and um, and he. He wanted me to join Hibs, and uh, then it happened. Um, Hibs were in the first division. That's right. Yeah. Not in the in the Scottish Premier League at the time, but I knew I knew how big club Hibernian uh, is and and was and uh, and but I remember the first first match against St Mirren, Love Street, uh, away, and uh, we were hopeless. We lost two 0 We were so bad that day, and um, I remember. McLeish coming to me after the, after after the match and say that the big man will play better than that. Don't worry, um, and all that. Yeah, we didn't perform at all. But then, then uh, once we get once we get really going, uh, we ended up winning the league by twenty seven points, something like that. Uh, twenty five points. I can't remember exactly, but uh, used to comfortably. Great and place to play though, Easter Old. Yes, great old state. I know it's like modernising, but it's. Proper stadium on top of you, isn't it? Yeah, it is now modernised, and uh, but uh, used to have the slope, yeah. uh, Easter Road, um, and uh, it it was good, it was good, and uh, like I said, once we got going, and that was that was the time when um, when uh, McLeish and, and and the club, of course, started to bring in players for the future. Um, Frank Sosais, Russell Latapis, um, I was um, recruited, and and others as well. Uh, for the, for the next season, and then um, our first season in the Premier League, we had a we went to the cup Scottish Cup final and uh, got third position in the league. So it was 
it was good for the promoted site. We've got a great Facebook page. We've got a question here from Murray. He says, can you ask Big Mixu what were Frank Sozzi like? Big Frankie was, uh, uh, still is, I believe. Um, unbelievable character. Quiet. Quiet? Quiet. Um, which may come as a surprise, you know, player who was a captain of France, who was, uh, you know, won the European Cup with Marseille, um, played in Italy years, um, Atalanta, and, and um, all the success. Um, but what a player. Um, he was, he was, towards his uh, um, last years uh, in his career, um, and he knew that. He knew how to look after his body and save his body during the week so he's ready for the Saturday. And, uh, you know, talking about uh, mentality and all that, and Alec McLeish used to used to have five sides end of the training session most of the days. And uh, and um, then one day I was uh, I was with the same side as Frankie. And, uh, you know, in five sides, if, if, if all five players, if they don't put it in, you know, your man short and he shows in five, five v five or four v five, man. and I lost it. I went to Frankie. Come on, Frankie. Come on. You know, start playing, start running about, and blah blah blah. Come on. You know, we're losing matches, and come on. Um, any chance? He didn't say anything, and uh, I was like, I was screaming, and then, <laughs> then, um, then um, came came to me in the showers, and he said, Mixu, Mixu. I am 35 years of age. Main day for me is Saturday. Not Thursday. Saturday. Saturday I play. And to be fair, he played on Saturday. He was fantastic on Saturday. But during the week, um, he knew. He knew. And, uh, and, um, and then we started to respect that as well. Because on Saturdays he was on fire. He was brilliant for us. Playing as a centre-half or, or sitting midfielder. You know, or sometimes uh, almost like a sweeper. Um, uh, oh, it was tremendous. I think but senior players back in the day they know how to handle the the body like <coughs> Paul McGrath never used to train didn't he just Saturday with her wasn't he just going to say though that's good management though, yes. because the manager recognises and understands the fact that you can't you can't run the batteries down during the week you need everything ready for Saturday and you've got to trust the player to know what he needs to do and my experience Alec McClish was the best men manager I've yeah. had yeah, I've had. That's brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Understands the player, the player's mentality. You know, gives the player a leeway like that, or you know, demands him more. You know, in the right place. Uh, really good, my manager. Do you think that was a case because <coughs> he wasn't long finished himself as a player? Possibly. So you're still connected. Also, intelligent man. An intelligent. Man. Yes. Um, know how to handle people, how to um, you know, and then know know the character. You know the personality of the player. Um, you know he knew that no, no, no. He he doesn't get away with it. He need to demand more. Or or then oh he's fine. Okay. So um, really good in that. Learn a bit from him. Yes, that way. absolutely. Later absolutely. on for your manager. Or absolutely. Two. Yes. Yes. So uh, learn from every manager. Mm-hmm. So um, you know it, it never stops. Learning never stops. What did you take off, Bruce? I took. Um, I think he was uh, high in discipline. Um, his first words when he came to the cop, I can be your best part or worst enemy. <laughs> and it says it all. It says it all. 
Um, but um, high in discipline. Um, yes, um, tactical side kept it simple, but good. You know, really clear. Everybody knew exactly what to do. Um, and that, and the, I think that's why we got success uh, under his management. Um, really, really good. Respect him, you know, uh, tremendously. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, really, really good. And also, also a little bit management, you know. Once, once you spoke to him one-to-one, there was a human side, but he was more, more of an old-school type. He was like a, like a, it was changing those days, you know. But when, when you talked to him, spoke to him one, one against one, then um, um, he was softer. Like in front of the team and all that, he was, he was hard as nails and discipline and all that. And, and obviously, we were, we were successful. Um, and we had good players as well. And when you are successful, when you win a matches, you know everything is everything is good. So, Edinburgh derby, but in a few home dingers, didn't you? Yeah, it's a special moment, special day, special night. Um, obviously, they always are. We we touched that with the derbies already, Dundee derbies and 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 stuff like that. But uh, that was a that was a great night. Um, we we did have a. Have a have a good team, and we we won more against Hearts than we lost, uh, during that spell. Um, Macaulay spell. Um, I remember Millennium Derby at at Tyne Castle. We beat them three 0 Um, that that was great. That was the year we got we had been promoted to that, and then um, then the six two match obviously uh, was 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 amazing. How hard started one nil ahead, and then um, then um, we managed to get a couple of goals before the half time, and uh, two one up half time. I remember McLeish saying that uh, don't start defending the league now, go for it, go for it, and uh, don't don't sit back sit back and and wait. Because you know, our team is well capable of of beating us. Uh, so um, second half we just ran all over them, all over them. You know, whenever we got the ball, it was like a wave and, you know, chances and, and uh, great night. Bag for yourself, hat-trick, Colts hero then, finish. Against against my good mate as well, Antiniemi, who was in Hearts Cold. Of course, yeah. Um, we were roommates for the national team 10 years. Wow. Roommates. Um, and um, and um, I remember after the match, 
uh, I had the ball uh, with me and uh, Auntie came to me and said, fuck's sake, how many did you score? <laughs> <laughs> so it was a blur for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, no, it was, uh, it was funny. And that night, that night, didn't go out, um, um, but Auntie's family came to um, our house for, for a dinner and a couple of drinks. And um, it was a little bit quiet first hour, but uh, once after a couple of beers, you know, he, he softened up. Did you ever get, I mean, just thinking there off the top of my head, being good friends with him and him being Hearts, you being Hibs, did you ever get no. any stick for socialising together in the city or whatever? No. No? No. No. Not like Celtic Rangers, though? No. No, it's not. It's not that bad in Edinburgh. Edinburgh clubs. Right. Um, no, we, we never got stick. And we were out for meals and stuff like that, and people saw us together and all that. No problem, you know. And um, but uh, come the match day, you know, you you want to you want to beat your mate. You said before Russell Lapperty, what a player he was, box of tricks. But you told a great story about him, didn't you? When yeah. he went off to play for in, is it we Trinidad. Rusty, yeah, yeah. It's, what a character. What a what a live wire. Um and and uh, fun to be with. Both on and off the pitch. Good, good to be with, and um, yeah, there was a. We had reached the Scottish Cup final, and uh, there was an international matches, um, and then uh, Russell went to play for Trinidad Tobago, and and uh, he didn't come back. <laughs> Us, no, um, we all came back as, as as agreed, the next day or day after that. And then, um, no, Russell, everybody was like, it's the wee man, where is he? And uh, nobody knew. And I, I was good, good pals with him. And, um, Mixu, have you heard what on wee man? No, nothing, nothing, no whisper. And then uh, he came two weeks late, came back two weeks late. Just turned up? Just turned up. Just turned, Nobody could connect, uh, contact him, nobody. So he comes back, and uh, he comes back like, like nothing. And I said, I went to him, where have you been? Where have you been? You know, everybody's been... And all that. It's got this cup final coming up. And uh, and I said, Mixo, Mixo. It was a carnival time in Tobago. I couldn't come back. I couldn't come back. I was playing drums in the band, <laughs> in the carnival. You know, and I thought... You've got to laugh, right? Now. Oh, yeah, but... I don't think that the, the club and the manager was laughing. So um, we didn't play in the, in the cup final. And then, Player though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a, we were handicapped because he didn't play. But he was a, he was a character and a half. Character. Nice guy. Great guy. How did you end up at Strasbourg? Strasbourg? That was... Um, that was uh, thanks to... My teammate, uh, David Zitelli, um, who joined us uh, from France, and he had, um, he, he's, he's from Strasbourg, he had a long playing career there, and, uh, and then um, uh, the sporting director of Strasbourg contacted David uh, Zitelli and asked him that, uh, would you know, UK, Scotland, perhaps, uh, a centre forward, um, they were in need, centre forward, and he recommended me, and then... Um, then um, that spell, the 6-2 match was that spell. He saw that game on TV in France and uh, 
and a couple other ones as well and uh, I ended up there so um, that was that was great what was that like as a culture as a changing rooms it was footballing wise it taught me a lot we had a fantastic head coach uh, Ivan Hasek the Czech um, coach and uh, very good coach good tactician good training good feedback after matches everything uh, spot on um um football wise it was great but uh, but France is uh, totally different to UK um it's not as relaxed uh although um the the club wanted the dressing room to be more relaxed and all that but uh, difficult very difficult because not the same changing rooms as Aberdeen Dundee Bolton and Hibs. because of the tradition yeah yeah before the matches the the dressing room in UK is bouncing you know and you're, you're like, come on, let's go for it, you know, come on, music, you know, jukebox is, is, is you know, pumping and, and all that. And uh, in France, everybody's sitting like that. And, and you know, all that. And I had used to, I had used to go and going through the team, it's, come on, come on, let's do this, and come on, and, you know, and, and blah, 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 and they were like, you know. I'll see you on. <laughs> so, so, different culture. But footballing-wise, uh, training-wise, um, um, learned so much. Uh, over there and uh, it was good although although I had a had a long term injury uh, with my with my ankle there and um, it was operated and all that but uh, and then um, then after season you know came back to Scotland but uh, it was uh, it was it was good um, I learned a lot my Strasbourg days and taken a lot to my management days coaching days from that you know how to how to live how to train how to recover what how to do injury prevention blah 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 all, all aspects and everything really good there and tactic tactic wise as well it's very tactical game over there had you started <clears> your <throat> coaching badges by that time i started my coaching badges um when i was at wolves okay yes i did my b license in england um and um, in manchester and then um, with the cliff the man united training yes, club yeah. yeah over there um you have a b license over there then then um, then A license was after France. Uh, so I had my B license already. So um, so you came back from Strasbourg and with no club? Yeah, yeah, there was no club. Um, we decided to locate us back to Edinburgh, back in Edinburgh. And um, came came to Edinburgh and uh, no club um, in the darkness, really. Pre-season was starting. Um, I was keeping myself fit running the Arthur Street because we stayed in Newtown, city centre of Edinburgh. And um, and then um, then I saw Bobby Williamson and the coaching staff, the new coaching staff um, of HEPS over there because the young boys had started a couple of days earlier than the first team training. So they were there looking at the, the youngsters um, training. And then um, I went to say good luck to them, new management team and, and all that. And, uh, and Bobby asked me that, uh, what are you doing? Myself and I said no club, uh, just keeping myself fit uh, and all that. He said, "Why don't you come and train with us? And much better doing the pre-season and training with a with a bunch of boys than yourself." I said, "Well, wonderful, great, I would love to." So I joined the training. Um, a lot of boys I knew because uh, I had played for Hips, uh, you know, a year before. So um, um, and then um, two, three, four days after, Bobby pulled me and said that. Uh, we would uh, we would like you to talk to Mr. Petrie, uh, the chairman, about the contract and uh, 
and ended up uh, bigger hips. It was great. Good feeling then. You go back to something you know and a bonus really. Wonderful and uh, hips fans are tremendous, you know, and uh, and we had fun memories um, um, from the 6-2 from the matches and the, the way we played and all that and... Uh, and um, although that was that was history, you know, <laughs> can't look too much back. But uh, it was all positive. Yeah. It was all positive, and all uh, um, surroundings that uh, were not new to me. So uh, it was great. So after Strasbourg, back to Hibernian, short stint at St Johnson, St Mirren, and where I'm buzzing for cowed and beef. Yes, May the Blue Brazil. That was one of my questions. Brilliant. Where the name come from? Blue Brazil. Yeah. Because the team plays like Brazil. Hey, very simple. It's just brilliant, name. Very I, simple. I, I've never heard of that. And when doing the research last night, I'm laughing my head off. This is quality. And the shirt is blue, so it's a blue Brazil. Um, yeah, it was um, after Hips. Obviously, I went to St Johnston. Peter uh, uh, Stark was a manager, and uh, I went as an assistant manager and, and player assistant manager. Uh, learned a lot from Peter uh, Stark. Fantastic manager. Uh, great person. Um, brilliant, and then um, then after that, San Mirren, uh, first team coach, um, uh, took the reserves. Then I ended up taking the youth team as well, and um, it was a busy year playing first team, uh, coaching, uh, coaching reserves, coaching youth team, and and uh, and all that. So that was a that was a great year. Did it affect your football doing all the coaching as well as playing? No. No, I just stayed in the afternoon and, and, and coached then and had sessions. But um, then I got, then I, um, my knee went in one of the matches. Big uh, chunk of cartilage between the bones when he came, came out and, and that was it, that finished me. Tried to operate and that was it. But then, uh, then Cowden Beath um, contacted me and, uh, and wanted to join, wanted, wanted me to join them and, uh, and uh, ended up there. And I was a little bit hesitant. Um, beginning with because it was a part-time club. Um, I had never been part-time player apart from Finland, which was more or less full-time. And, and anyway, and then um, then I I thought I need to I need to ask um, some help here. So I found Craig Levine, um, who had started his coaching career at Cowden Beath, and then he went on to Hearts, and then and Scotland, and you know, and, uh, and Craig said that because uh, I wanted to ask about the club and the chairman and all that and environment there. He said that the club is brilliant. Uh, chairman is brand new. He'll do anything for you. If you if you give your all to the club and to the team, chairman always backs you. And that's what well, that was the case. Stuart McDougall, what a wonderful person. What a wonderful chairman. Um, and then I phoned Alec McClish. I said, Alec, I asked Alec that uh, it's, uh, it was a third division. Uh, lowest. So you're at the bottom of the pyramid. Yes, lowest tier in Scotland. And I said, should I wait for the for the first division side or something like that? You know, as as a, as a first. I said, mix up. If you think the club is good, and you trust yourself, do it. And if you're good enough, then you'll get the opportunities to to climb the ladder. And I said, fair enough. I believe in myself and, and all that, and join them. And uh, and luckily, luckily we, we we had a great season. Uh, we won the won the division and got the promotion and uh, and then then in the second division next next season I think we were second uh, second and then uh, the Finnish Cup TPS um, got in touch and uh, I joined them in Finland. 
I'm going to take you back though. So part time role is that the players all part time? So yes. Does work during the day. I was full time. Right. So what were you doing when you were full time when the players weren't there? Were you after a bit of everything what needed to be done, or was it just? I was. I was um, analyzing our match. Um, I was analyzing the next opponent. In those days, it was phone calls to the managers who had just played them. You know, my, my friends and, and not always friends and helping each other um, and, and that sort of stuff. And then we created this, um, we had uh, a lot of young players and um, and then I took uh, my, my brother, Marcus, um, he, he played for us, he, he was he didn't work, he lived uh, um, in our house and, uh, and played, that was the plan and we trained every day, Marcus and I. Uh, his positional skills and you know stuff like that and then um, I thought that um, well I'm training with Marcus every day why don't I ask I um, I brought uh, from Barnet I brought uh, Morgado Gomez to Garden Beath and, um, and and there were a few players who were unemployed there were a few students uh, and stuff like that some um, players who worked in shifts they were all able to come training in the mornings so we started training in the mornings with a with a with a with a group of players, and uh, it was all positional uh, training. It wasn't team tactics or anything like that. It was all positional skills and and improve them as a, for their positions. You know what we wanted to do on, on, on during the weekends. So um, um, he worked the tree. It was really good, and uh, and then um, it was funny as well. It was a part time club. Um, the the kit man obviously part time, uh, and he had holidays more than the Queen. And he was, like, was on holiday all the time. So who was the kid man when he went on holiday? It was me. It was me. I was doing the laundry, you know, after the games, after the matches, I put the put the dirty stuff in the bath, a lot of uh, powder. The next didn't let it in the in the soak in the hot water. Next morning, washing machine, dryer, blah blah blah, fold it in the cupboard and all that and uh, pumping the balls in the right pressure and, and I remember training ground. We didn't have a training ground. Of course not. And uh, during the winter months there was no light there was no light so i said to the chairman how can we how can we tackle that problem we, we need the players that uh, there's lights so team going well then as well eh? the team going well absolutely we're flying we're doing really well and uh, and then he said that uh, he's got a solution so we hired four of those motorway lights that you 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 get up and you jack you let yes yeah and you let and uh, and and I put them in the corner of the of the area where we trained, you know the lights. It was like a stadium. And then I put goals there and nets, you know, and all that and all the drills and all the markers and stuff like that. I remember the goals were the type of goals that you had to screw them in, you know, the the the, the nuts, you know, the, the posts and the stanchions and the crossbar, all all you know, screwing it. And I remember carrying them crossbars and blah, blah, blah onto the training ground from the container. I said, oh, one of these days, you know, I'm at the club that uh, I just walked to the training ground, I just whistled and training starts. And it took me two and a half hours to set up the training. It sounds like a good grounding for you, for learning your skills, isn't it? It was brilliant. I loved that period. Uh, I look back now, oh, it was tremendous. Those days, you know, it was hard work, but it was, it was great. And then, um, then, um, Boys responded. One guy, because they, they were obviously working during the, during the day. And then um, one guy came to me uh, one dark evening. He comes to me, Kaffa, 
Kafa, you're killing us. You're absolutely killing us. We're working all day and we're knackered after day's work. And then we come here and there's lights up. There's nets bulking. They're waiting for us and everything is ready. You're killing us. We get such a buzz, you know, to get out there. And so it worked. It was great. You can tell the way you're talking, fondness for it. Oh, it was great. What I'm going to say, what was the German called again? Stuart McDougall. Was it, did he own an old coach and he was your coach driver as yes. well? Yes. Is that true? Yes, it's true. He's we, a one man club. He bought, he bought, he had bought old Leicester City bus. Right. I mean, 10 years ago. Before that, maybe 20 years ago. And, um, oh, it was luxurious. There was uh, curtains, there was uh, plastic flowers and all that and, and blah, blah, blah and, uh, and all that. If the bus broke down, he would fix it. He would go down there and fix it because he was a mechanic and he was, um, he was um, you know, the Garden Beat, um, the, the stadium, uh, Central Park. There's a uh, stock car racing um, around it and he was part of that as well. And um, oh, he was a he was a man of many talents. If the light bulb went under the lights, the stadium lights, he would climb up and change that bulb. He was fantastic. It was unbelievable. A down to earth grounded chairman. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. You re really respect that. I've got to ask him that. Did it ever break down the coach? Not our time, but uh, I heard stories that he had. He had uh, broke down, but not not doing our our time there. So you can just see no Jack Rack. Bulb's gone, I'll do it, and he's just gone. I know. He puts all in one on, you know. Oh, blue all in one. Yeah. Oh, that Fred Dibner. Probably from your point of view, a great chairman for your first managerial job. So lucky. Yeah. So lucky. Absolutely. And the way he supports you, and uh, I remember Margaro Gomez um, um, coming to us, and what a player he was for us. Tremendous. And uh, we played a friendly game pre season against Unfilmline. And he ran the show in the midfield. He was. Tremendous. So quickly after, I said, Morgan, right, quick shower in my room. And then uh, I said, yeah, I said, I said to Morgan, wait here. I went to the chairman's office, the next next door. I said, chairman, that player, Morgan Gomez, he's not leaving this this ground until he signed the contract. So let's let's make sure of that. And uh, and that's what happened. It, it was it was pretty. I imagine the budget was really tight. Oh, but you just found a player there. I'd imagine the chairman would just go a little bit more to make yes, sure. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. He was well, probably his own pocket. Yeah, possibly. He was able to do that, and he did that. Yeah. And uh, what a great packing, you know, really good. So you left Cowden Beef, went back home. Went to TPS. Yeah, um, it was a, it was a club that um, had underachieved previous 15, 20 years. Uh, used to be. You know, top end of um, Finnish top division, um, and um, I was I was contacted uh, um, to join, and then um, ended up there. The, it was a good timing because I was able to to see the end of the season in Finland, uh, see the players, see the team, uh, and then then bring in the players I wanted uh, for that club for that yeah. team. Uh, do the pre-season and finish pre-season is long because it's summer football. So it's it's basically half a year. Of course, they rest, in, players it? rest as well, but it's it's basically half a year. So you can get the players really fit. You can get the players tactically ready, and all that. And uh, we worked hard that pre-season and uh, and we did we did uh, well. We 
we uh, we were third in the league and uh, and qualified for the then Inter Toto UEFA competition and uh, and great and after that season then uh, then Hips um, contacted the club and um, asking permission to speak to me and uh, as soon as I heard that you know there was there's only one address I wanted to go to was Easter Road um, but um, but all in all I, we had a fantastic season in Finland and uh, I'm very thankful and. Uh, did Hibs have to pay a compensation fee for you? Yes, they did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they did. I don't know if it's been, it's if it's been announced, uh, but they did, they did pay a compensation, and uh, the Finnish club was was okay with that because there was a when I heard that uh, Hibs um, asked permission to speak to me and they were reluctant, yeah. then I, I I spoke to the owner and the and the managing director and I said that then no. I'm go. I'm going. I'm talking to them. You know, give permission. That's me. You know, blah blah blah. So belay the ball, um, which was a little bit strong, but um, you know, um, that was a that was a great um, opportunity for me as a as a manager coming back to Scotland. And the hips had been playing a couple of occasions and uh, and uh, good club. With you being so strong, they knew what it meant to you. Yes, obviously. Yes. And and also from your point of view, I'd imagine the fact that they're paying a compensation fees shows you how much they want you as well. Yeah, yeah, and and everything went. Um, I was strong in the beginning, because I really wanted to to give it a chance. It wasn't done deal. I give it a chance, and um, and then they they understood that, and and everything went went okay. So it was um, um, you know, um, very amicable in the end. So that that was good. Actually, the managing director then later worked at the Finnish FA, and I joined him again. So um, you know, it was, uh, it was good. The Edinburgh derby. Yes. What was it best, winning as a player or a manager? Good question. I'm a greedy striker. I say both. Well, <laughs> um, it's different pressures in it. Is it relief? It's, as a it's manager? when you are a player. Of course your teammates and all that. But you are still individual. You're still individual. When you're a manager, you're in charge of the whole orchestra, the whole whole thing. So it's difficult. It's a difficult to answer that. Of course, as a manager, you know that you've you've come up with the tactics. You've got come up with the players selected for that game and all that. Uh, you have a you have a much much bigger responsibility. If you when you're a player, you you look up look after your position and yourself, and you dominate your area. That's your responsibility. So, so it is difficult. But then you have your teammates around you, and you you love your teammates and together. You know you you win and lose together, and it's um, it's 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 difficult to answer that. So you're going to sit on the fence or answer it? I have to sit on the fence. From your point of view, Mixu, I mean, it's it, it, two different feelings, number one, because as a manager, I'd imagine the pressure that week of the derby yes. is immense. Yes. You know what rides on it. You know the responsibility that goes yeah. with it. And, you know, once you, you get <clears> the game over with, you've won it, the elation... Pressure's off then for a good week, isn't it? Because everybody's bouncing, everybody's happy, you've done your job. But you're on your own. Whereas as a player, that's right. you come off the park after the final whistle goes, you might get a little bit of stick, 
whatever, but then it disappears. Mm-hmm. But as a manager, you carry the lot twenty four seven, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the and the other way around. If you get beat, you know, as a manager, you get stick month after that. Yeah, you know, you lost that Edinburgh derby. Come on, that's the most important match. Then that's the responsibility. That yes, carries. yes, it it is. It's it's totally different. Yes, yeah, it is a hard question. I'm going to take that back sitting on the fence because as a player, you probably could celebrate it. Mm-hmm. As a manager, you'd be like, yes, <sighs> you Relief. put it right. You put it right. You're relieved. Relief. You won the game. So, of course, you are happy as Larry, but uh, but you're like, oh, Drain, thankfully, right? come yeah. on, thankfully. You know, brilliant. That great feeling. But uh, as a player, you are like, yeah, you know, it's one of them. Let's finish on Finland because you were there for a few years. And I, I listened to a story last night and I thought it was great how you told it. Spain away, World Cup champions, yeah. or European Cup winners yeah. at the time. Yeah. <clears throat> we, we were in the same uh, World Cup group when I was a uh, Finland manager and uh, with Spain. And they were the current European and world champions. Best team in the world. You know, the, you remember the Spain team? Yeah, of course. You know, the, the, the fantastic team. The, the football they played, um, you know, fantastic, great to watch, um, not too great to play against. And then um, then we played um, in uh, Hihon, uh, away, and uh, we managed to get a one-all one, one all draw against them, and uh, obviously totally against us. I think the position was something like 79, 21. Um, and uh, and uh, we, we basically say that... Uh, Counter-attacking is our game, and that's it. And we'll defend in an organized manner, and uh, we set up tactics and trained a lot and all that, and uh, um, prepared well for that match um, as always. Um, and um, but it was a different tactics because when I was a Finland manager, I wanted to play attacking football. I wanted to play a passing football and really and overload the, the certain areas and make sure that we have passing options and, and attack and create goal-scoring opportunities um, uh, through that. So, uh, but uh, against Spain, you know, we took the, the spoon, put the spoon in the mouth, you know. Not going to work them tactics here, humble is manner. No, because you get beat 7-0. Uh, so so we, um, we, we basically, we were a tight unit, uh, block, low block, and, and we had a clear plan, counter-attacking, and all that, and he worked a treat. He worked a treat. As a manager, while it's working, are you like thinking, "Oh, this is working, this it. is working"? Because it's all loving. Like, it. It's a chess game for you, though. Are you yes. explaining it? Isn't it? And I'm, I'm even shouting to the boys, you know, uh, and the boys are feeling it. You know, players are feeling it whether tactics are working or not. Hundred percent straight away, they know it. And I'm even, I'm even shouting to the boys, "It's working." In Finnish, of course, of course, it's working. Come on, keep, keep the same. It's working. Keep it up. And and then they never score, they never score. Then they score from the bloody corner kick. Spain, Spain. full of midgets. Hi, hi, hi. They score. Okay, okay. It was rounds. Oh, it was it was it was Sergei Ramos. The tallest player they've ever. And fantastic in the air. Very aggressive. Jumps well and all that. The bloody scored. And I was like, no, no, no. Corner kick, and then um, as soon as that happened, I changed the formation uh, uh, to more positive four four one one, and uh, and we knew that um, the Spain would attack, leaving only one player at the back, 
the other center, cent, central, uh, central defender pushes forward beside Busquets. And so they have two there all the time. But on a halfway line, there's only one player. So I put our fastest player against him. And I knew that he's faster than me. I knew it. And I, I, I told the boys half time, right, you get the ball. Never mind beautiful passing football. Make sure we get we, we get ball, you know, on their half the pitch and you run and blah 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 hit them hit them on the counter. One against one. And um, and then um, we got a goal from the counter attack and it wasn't it wasn't as simple counter attack like that. It was more more passes. It, it was a good goal. Temu Pukki actually scored the goal. And uh, and uh, he's ideal for the counter attacks. And then um, then um, as soon as we scored the one each goal on that counter attack, back to the low block, <laughs> back to the low block, and you know being like a, like a Spartans together, and you know come on and psh, try and poke them, you know behind our shields. But uh, no, it was it was a great feeling after after the match. Although it was only a draw, but it was a draw. It was fantastic against a great team, best team in the world. At, at that time, yeah. That's unbelievable. Also, but last night when I was doing my research, the rematch. Yes. You went opposite. Yes. Then obviously, the the rematch, the the, the, the second match that was was in in Helsinki, Olympic Stadium. And I thought that uh, let's be a little bit, little bit more adventurous. Uh, let's not be so you know Spartans. Um, and and opened a little bit and that cost us we lost it too now uh, that cost us um, the, the left back uh, scored the goal and um, it, it was a great move from Spain and they got, got behind and he scored and uh, one nil goal and, uh, and um, it w- but it was you know you open a little bit and they find the holes they find the holes and all that but um, you try on the other hand, I, I was hoping that we would score the first goal and then perhaps, you know, go a little bit more of a block and make it hard for them. But uh, unfortunately, they scored the first goal. It's a proper chess game, football manager, it is. isn't it? You know, more I'm learning now behind. But, but also from the fact that you know yourself in your, in your head, if they get their noses in the front, And that was, that's why I was so disappointed in Spain, in Ijon. I was so disappointed because... They scored from the corner kick. I would understand if they played that, you know, tum, 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 tum combination and top locker. I would understand. I was like, okay, that's why you're world champions. Bloody corner kick. I was like, no, no. You can laugh about it now, though. It's, it's comical now, isn't it? Yes. It's brilliant. But again, for you, your feeling, playing the best team and your tactics are just working a treat. It's got to be a great feeling. It is a great feeling, but uh, obviously players... Players execute them and uh, and all that. It's a, it's a team effort and all that and and um, but great great feeling together afterwards. We're coming to an end now before we get John's rapid fifteen. But I want to go for career highlights. Career highlight. As a player. Definitely play a final. Bolton Reading. Reading Bolton. Which way it is. Um, definitely that. Uh, Edinburgh Derby, six-year hat trick, is one of them. Scoring four goals in the qualifier for Finland has to be up there as well. Um, as a manager, very lucky. As a manager, 
pretty highlight. What would be the the most the best? Difficult to say. So I question this. We get yeah. these on the Facebook it's, groups, and it's, it's it is difficult to say. Moments are all special, different reasons, aren't they? And because some some jobs are not um, uh, within the title, you know. But everything goes like 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 the match against Spain. Um, on the other hand, you know, winning Edinburgh derby, uh, winning the league, uh, qualifying for Europe. You know, they are all great, you know, and you, you, you feel they are, they are special, all of them. How to rank them, you know, and which is the best. It's very tough. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like different, you know. Um, I'm not going to ask these questions. But I suppose sometimes yeah. you, you feel it's disrespectful as well because you've had such great moments at all the clubs. Exactly. Yeah. You put it well. Um, but also, I must say that uh, it is a very, very, very proud moment when you are managing your own country, the first game, you know, especially being a player, you know, and uh, before, and then being the manager and giving that um, uh, chance, opportunity, and, uh, you know, to know that you are the head coach of your, your own country, national team. It's a special moment. And I, a tear came to my eye. Um, tear, tear came to my eye when I was a captain in Finland um, against France, Olympic Stadium. And uh, because I remembered my father playing for playing for Finland, and uh, I was I was a young kid, Olympic Stadium, you know the the national anthems and all that, everybody singing, you know, great moment. Then at school, primary school, every Monday morning, the the headmaster um, gave us a story uh, of some sort that we should learn. And after that, it was the national anthem through the tunnel at every class. And we used to stand. And I used to always dream that one day I'm standing in Olympic Stadium like my father's play. One day I'm standing there like him. And I remember when I was a captain of Finland first time, Olympic Stadium, a tear came to my eyes. So emotional. It was unbelievable. And I said to myself, come on, come on, wake up. You're supposed to be there, come on. You know, and, and all that, and you're crying like a baby there. See what I mean? Emotional tears. But it's amazing how it hits you and how, how you feel. I'm well, I don't know. I have no more. Just think of the boy. It's great. Your dream. It's great. And when I, was, when I was standing there myself, you know, the, the, my father was a captain of England as well. And, uh, and it, was, it was like, oh, this is unbelievable. Pro, pro. It is. It is. It is. It's special moments. Yeah. Never mind playing the game, but those moments. Oh. Prices. I don't think we can get better in that, but I think. Come on, John. I was just going to say, now, listen, absolutely wonderful playing career, fantastic managerial career. What are you up to now? At the moment, not uh, managing a team um, or involved in daily, uh, working for UEFA at the moment as a technical observer. Uh, basically, um, Champions League, Europe League, uh, some Conference League. Um, UFO competitions, uh, coded the match, um, analyze the, the, the match, um, how the both teams attack, defend, uh, transitions, um, set plays, uh, how the goals are scored, why are the goals scored, uh, coaching decisions, change of formations, uh, change of um, individual player roles, 
you name it. A lot of um, um, details. Um, enjoy that because um, going to these uh, top, top matches and seeing the trends developing. Oh, I saw that in that game. I saw that in that game. You know, blah, blah, blah. That's how the football is, 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 is moving towards. And, uh, and it keeps me thinking as well. And um, better prepared for the next job. Uh, so, um, yeah, well, whenever we get an opportunity, next job, then um, we go again. But uh, uh, in the meanwhile, um, do the UFA stuff and keep um, educating myself. Well, the one thing I would say is, make sure, listen, I've played with you as a player. You've not lost one ounce of your passion. <laughs> you haven't. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's evident. You can, I mean, it, it's you're absolutely unbelievable. And as a manager, the passion there... You need to be back in football and quick because if you're not in football, they're missing out because yeah. your passion you. comes across fantastically well. It really does. And I'd imagine the job you're doing now with UEFA is going to help you in the long run and further down the line because it's keeping the, the trends, it's, it's seeing what's yeah. happening and they're going to benefit now the next job that you go into. Yeah, of course. Of course, um, you can always take it exactly from the top football to somewhere. But you make your, you know, you, you know what you're aiming and you make your own. And that's what it's all about. Like you, you said earlier on, you're taking little bits from managers, you're taking little bits from games. It's Absolutely. the same thing, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, what a better position as uh, as uh, analysing these uh, top matches. Talking of games, Sean, before we do your rapid 15, there's a big game coming on in the next hour, isn't there? There is. Very, very big game. Is there going to be competitiveness between you two, or are you going to be teammates? I think we'll be competitive in our own right. I would say absolutely, but with respect to the other as well. Come when on, he, the, when he beats me, <laughs> I would say I would say that uh, come on the lefties and especially the foreign lefties. Oh, I'm class as a foreigner. <laughs> you are somewhere. <laughs> Rory McIlroy or Tiger Woods? Tiger Woods. The Open or the Masters? Masters. To your coffee. Coffee. Best game attended? Champions League final. World Cup final. First result you look for on a Saturday? Bolton. Favourite golfing holiday destination? Portugal. Favourite golf course played? Old course, St Andrews. Best golfing footballer? I would say... Marco van Basten. Boom, drop that name. <laughs> Mike drop that, is it? Well, it took a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Hamden Park or Wembley? Wembley. Ronaldo or Messi? Messi. Lynx or Parkland Golf? Lynx. Best player managed? Roman Yeremenko. Hole in one? One. Old or new Wembley? Old. Ryder Cup or the Open? Ryder Cup. Brilliant. Mixu Patalainen, you have been an absolute gentleman. What man. a... What a class man. Class. Can I ask you one question? This is Liam's one question. Tanadice, Easter Road, Burnham Park. Oh. All of them. Yeah, that's a that nasty, nasty <laughs> question. Nasty, nasty question. <laughs> Honestly, Mixu, thank you so much. Thank you for your time, Mixu. You've thank been you, nothing but champion.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.